Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. Bless you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you will do. Lord, we just want to say that your glory will, will fill this place. We ask, Lord, that you would glorify yourself again, more than ever before, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, blessed Father. In Jesus' most precious name, we pray. Amen, 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 in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. We bless God for what God is doing. We thank him for his grace upon our life. May his name forever be glorified in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, Just part of what has been announced and the message has been sent out. Um, It's just for us to, you know, even before now as a church, we've been trying to do a couple of things in terms of making sure that you see the hand sanitizer there and things like that. So we started a couple of, at least about maybe three, four weeks ago, where we wiped down the doors and things like that, just to make sure that, you know, um, we're using a public place, if that makes sense. Um, although um, the science says that, you know, it, it can only stay in an environment for a period of time. So um, God help us all in Jesus' name. So we are talking, you know, we've been talking so much about the kingdom, the kingdom of God. And uh, so what we, try, what we are looking at today is the kingdom of God established. The kingdom of God established. Thank you. So the scripture we'll be looking at is, we'll be starting from Isaiah. Now this is the prophetic word about Jesus. This is the prophetic word about Jesus. said, unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. His government will be on his shoulder. So that means that, the Bible did not say that his government will be on his head. He said it will be on his shoulder. What that means is that he will not get to his head. It is a government of responsibility. So when something is on your shoulder, that means that it is, you are called, it is a job to do. He said, it's, he said, his government shall be upon his shoulder. He shall be, his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And verse 7 says that, he says, unto, sorry, the Bible says, the increase of his government, and that's what we'll be looking at, the increase of his government and his peace, there will be no end. So that means that the government, his kingdom, the, the agenda of the kingdom of God is to keep advancing. Is to keep advancing. He said, upon the throne of God, so upon the throne of David, David and over his kingdom, to order it, to establish it with judgment and, 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 and justice. From this time forward and even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts shall accomplish it. So we, the Bible is saying, I see, it is this government, this kingdom that we are talking about is is a kingdom that has to keep moving on. Now, Matthew says something to us. We're just going to Matthew chapter 24. You know, Jesus, when Jesus, the Bible says, the gospel of this kingdom. Now, there are different versions of gospel. 
But the gospel that Jesus came to preach is what the Bible refers to as the gospel of the kingdom. So that means there is a king. And they are all his subjects. In a king, now one of the challenges people may have around when we come, one of the challenges we have in this, our, our generation or this, as we go on, why it's becoming more and more a bit difficult is that we are used in a democratic environment where it is by the majority, but kingdoms don't work on democratic rules. That is why even when somebody is in prison in this country, they say he is there at the queen's pleasure. Any kingdom, when you see kingdoms, one of the things, so when Jesus was talking about kingdoms, he was basically saying that, you know, there would be a king and that king would hold that. It is, every one of us is created for his own pleasure. Every one of us is created for his own pleasure. God help us in Jesus' name. So we'll see in, in John chapter 3, verse 3, John, Jesus was saying, said, Most assuredly I say unto you, unless a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. We've covered a bit of this. I just want to just lay some foundations there as we move on. So what he's saying is that when you are born a Christian, you are born into a kingdom. When you are born again, when you give your life to Christ, you are born into a kingdom. So one thing that we need to recognize is how a kingdom operates. How a kingdom operates. And the truth is that the world is controlled, I'll be talking about a couple of them, the world is controlled by kingdoms. In the spiritual world, there is no political parties or anything as such. Every, part, every aspect is controlled by a kingdom. That is why the Bible says in Colossians, it says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness. Another version will tell you that from the kingdom of darkness and conveyed us or translated us, the King James Version would say, into the kingdom of his desert. So you move from one kingdom to another. You move from one kingdom to another. So that means that in the actual sense, nobody really has a choice. You may think you have a choice, but in reality, that's why the Bible says, he that sin is a slave to sin. So you may think that you are enjoying it, but with time, that act will be taken over by the powers that are regulating that area. Then you discover that it becomes an addict, then you cannot stop yourself. God grant us grace in Jesus' name. So let's go on. Now, this is a statement, and I will just a little bit address a couple of things. Is that the Bible says that we know, so this should not be a debate if you are a Christian and you are still debating this. He said, we know. So that means that we are certain. 
that the whole world lies under the power of the evil one. We know that we are of God, but we also understand that the world as it is now is under the power of demons. So what this scripture is saying is that there is no middle ground. People may think there is a middle ground, but truly there is none. One thing God does not do, he does not come without being invited. The devil comes, either invited or not. So we say, I don't, I'm not involved with the devil, I'm not involved with God. Somebody has come in already. You don't, you don't need to bother. That area is always come at all. Now, I'm just going to share a couple of things as I begin to make us be aware of how these kingdoms are, how, how our human acts can be a license to any kind of kingdom taking over, taking it over. One thing is that the Bible says that the heavens is the Lord, but the heart has it committed to human beings. So, most of the action, what I'm trying to say is that in the spiritual, in these kingdoms, they cannot take over any area except you give them approval. That's why the Bible says, do not give the devil his tool. Does this make sense? Now, you may approve it or not approve it. The thing, this is how it works. There are rules that establish, that support any kind of kingdom. If you play by a rule of one, you follow it. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Do you get what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what you're doing. An example, and I would... Okay, let me even look at what we are, what the challenge that we are dealing with. That is the virus outside. One of the things you would see in conjunction with uh, bird flu, all these kind of viruses that come up, they have a couple of things in common. For those who follow these things a bit, they have a couple of things in common. One, there are outbreaks that happen from where animals are kept in close proximity and in their multitude. Human beings are also kept in that same close community. So, it may seem like I'm doing a little bit of, um, so you have viruses are good. There's nothing bad about viruses. Viruses are normal, if you understand science. It is normal within an ecosystem. But one of the things that happens is that when they go out of hand, that is when you have issues. So you have viruses that are peculiar to human beings and viruses that are peculiar to animals. So as a result of clustering them up together, what they begin to talk about when viruses begin to mutate. So is that see? It's as if there is a barrier between animals and human beings. Not that you cannot get them to, 
you cannot have a, a pet. That's all I'm talking about. But when you keep them in such a position and the virus begins to build, and what happens, it begins to mutate, that they can move from this place to this place. And you, we human beings do not have, we are not created to deal with those viruses. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Except you have to start to build immune system towards it. But what happened is that, and you have them also in other countries. This, this is just because other countries where you have diseases breaking out. And people will say, you know, and these animals, the way they put them, is causing, is causing an issue and things and things like that. How does that have anything to do with spirituality? Break God's law, things begin to move, then another part takes it over. Let's look at Proverbs 4. He said, a righteous man regards the life of his animals and he tenders them with mercy. The wicked is cruel. Isaiah says it. Isaiah 32, he says, Blessed are you who sow beside waters, who send, your, your, who send out freely the feet of the fox and your donkey. So basically, give them space. Don't cluster them in an area. Because what would happen is that things will begin to break out. And you begin to deal with all sorts of things. At times when scientists who are Christians, so you know, I, I, I know a couple of scientists now, who as a result of their degrees in science have eventually come to discover that God is actually in Because when you follow science to a point, you begin to go through, how come this man is able to, they're able to, you know, God is saying, don't do this. Ah, no, 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 we can't. Just bring them together. Then it begins to build. And here we are. Now, what happens? Then we take advantage of it. Who gave him a license? Human beings. Does this make sense? Are we together? Now, why am I talking about this? Is that this is not, this has also been an opportunity for the CNS folk. When the CNS world got popular, when it was as a result of two particular, um, um, in fact, they call it a plague in the 1920s. You have, um, cramp, you have these um, bubonic plague, influenza, and Spanish flu. At that time, it was so rampant in Lagos because it was in the Western, there were so many people died. That was when CNS became, that was the first outbreak of CNS to the, to the uh, what do you call it, um, to the global stage. Because as at that time, most of the Malade was in Lagos. It didn't start in Lagos, but at that time it was in Lagos. So then they began to, that's why we call it Babolu, that is why Babolado, that's when the prayer water became very famous. And they were using that water to begin to heal the sick. So what I'm trying to say is that the CNS fold there strived 
in when when an epidemic broke. That was what brought CNS to limelight. So what I'm trying to say is that what the Bible teaches us is that when there is a shift in the things naturally, nature's being shifted, being disordered, not following the patterns of God, people are there who are called by God to put it back to order. And those that are able to succeed in those times, that is why, that, like I said, that is what brought about CNS going, no, not even, we did, did, did never went abroad, but when, it, it was after then that you had the message sent to um, when the royal person, the queen or the king sitting in, in UK fell sick and they had to send the message. Then they now called and said, oh God, you healed all this pandemic going on. The queen is about to die or the king is about to die. Can you please give us something? What is going on? Then he prayed and as he prayed, he said, you know, at this time when I'm praying, then when the telegram was going to come, it was exactly that time. But that also led to a lot of challenges in our book. Why? Because the royal person sent money. And Oribalade rejected it. Then people go, ah, don't you understand how to read this psalm? This man is too, he's too full of himself. He sent money from abroad. And he rejected it. So that was one of the first challenges before we went to the early 1930s and began to have issues. But those were the underlying tensions that started. Now, why am I saying this? Is that so that when we see these opportunities as a church, we can remember our heritage and say this is where we started from. It was not a challenge for us. In fact, it was an opportunity to witness God. God, God was grace in Jesus' name. So Jesus was saying in Matthew chapter 6, he said, seek first the kingdom of God. Now, what, what does this mean? That means that you have to actively do something. When you are seeking something, you don't sit and, you know, <laughs> do you know what, they, you know, thank God for everyone and you know, those who are still trying to get a better job, God will provide. See, when they call job seekers, if you are, if you are seeking a job, you know that it is full-time job to be seeking full-time job. <laughs> you get what I'm trying to say? You will be going through, in fact, you know, it is, I, 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 I kind of, you know, at times if you want to get all those big companies and you get all these, um, uh, what's it called, forms upon forms upon forms, write this, write that, you'll be like, ah, excuse me, my dissertation is not, it's not as bad as this. Praise God. You know, and, and it's sad, sad at times that some of them will not even bother to write you an email to say that you are not successful. You just say, you know, well, we can't be bothered. Uh, but God will grant us grace in Jesus' name. So Jesus said, seek. So when Jesus was saying seek, what he's saying is that when it comes to the kingdom of God, you have to be actively involved. You cannot say that you are seeking the kingdom of God and expect it to fall on your lap. What he's saying is that seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now what he's saying, the righteousness, that's why he put is the righteousness of the king. 
the pleasure of the king, what makes the king happy, you need to deliberately put yourself out there and begin to seek it. So that means that the kingdom of God is not what we assume it to be, whereby, you know, you sit down and God, God just, you know, he services you. That is not, you are not getting involved yet. What the kingdom of God means is that you are actively involved. When you read the whole testament and you see the tabernacle, from the in holies from the um, holy place to the holies of holies, there is no single chair there. There is only one chair in the tabernacle. That is the one God is sitting on. So that means every other person is on their feet. So all this idea that you know. I am enjoying the presence of God. It is good. But when you come into seeking his presence, he's the only one sitting down. You are on your feet. I'm not saying that this is for everyone. You know, there was one day that I was, I went to a church, they were singing, the song was, God help me. You know, I said, the song wasn't encouraging. <laughs> the song wasn't encouraging. So I just sat down and they were just singing. And I had God, God lay in my heart and said, um, that I'm a bit confused about something. And when God begins to start, you'll be like, okay. He said, who are they singing for? You or me? <laughs> because you are sitting down now as if they're entertaining you. So I don't understand. You don't like the song. So how, what has that got to do with anything? They are singing for me and to me. You stand up. Then people around me probably wondering what I just think that I and I stood up and I started, you know, just something, just something. I thought it was when God begins to deal with you in public. You know, there is nothing you can you just stand up and people be like, what's what, what's what? Don't worry. Because uh, I was, I think I told someone that I, I, I don't like this song. I think so I sat down. And, and where God said, okay, well, excuse me, sir, why are you sitting down? He said, I don't like the song. Who is the song for? You or me? <laughs> I said, if it's for me, then you stand up. So, the person I said that I don't like this, I have to stand up and start dancing. I mean, why are you dancing? Don't worry. It's just, it's just, I just feel like dancing. Amen. So, and Jesus began to say that, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and every other thing shall be added to you. Matthew chapter 5. Now, the Bible says, you know, we're talking about how the kingdom, now we're moving towards a particular area as we, the, the Bible was talking to us about, about the kingdom of God, and, and we, we, we spoke about this last week. How do you move ahead in the kingdom of God? The way you move ahead in the kingdom, Jesus said, whosoever breaks one law of this commandment and teaches men to do so shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. So if you, if you say, you know, what are they doing? Where, you know, I don't like, he said, everybody, don't, don't worry about it. The Bible says, no, that is the way down in the kingdom. But the way up in the kingdom of God is not those who teach. The Bible says, whoever does and teaches Others to do it are those who are rented in the kingdom of God. You know, I had an experience one day. 
prophet walked up to me and I think he said something and he said, I can he said he was giving me the prophecy and he said, You know what? The glory I am seeing before you is so massive. He said, God is going to use you massive. He said, he said, God said that, you know, you should seek his face one day for, with fasting. He said, because of the joy of what I see, I'm going to join you in fasting. So that God will not only, so that when God begins to raise you up, I will be remembered. So, I will fast. Only to see the prophets eating. So I was like, ah. <laughs> I, I, I may be confused. So I thought you said what God showed you is so effective that you would commit yourself to fasting. So why is it now that you are eating? Where you are supposed to be fasting? So God grant us grace in Jesus' name. You know, I was doubting. Maybe this thing is it. <laughs> you know, it's just. But we thank God for what God is doing. So the Bible says this is the way to the kingdom. In hierarchy, you do and you teach, you encourage others to do it. That is how we move on in the kingdom of God. No wonder Jesus said, and Jesus said, um, let's just hold, just John, please. He says, I am John chapter 15. Oh, sorry, it should be verse. Let's go to verse 8. Okay, I'm fine. Yes, sir. Now, before, don't worry. Verse 8. He says, By this. Now, before that, in verse 7, he says, You would ask and you would receive. He said, By, he said, by this, my father is glorified, that you will bear much fruit. So you would be my disciples. So what is, he says, that The king is pleased when you bear fruit. So what is fruit? I understand the aspect of the fruit of the Spirit. But there is also another element of fruit. Whereby when a banana bears fruit, it bears what? Another banana. So that means that as a Christian, your bearing fruit is to raise other Christians, bring other people to Christ. That is fruit bearing. And it's interesting that Jesus was, let's go further. I think verse 16, he says, you did not choose me. I chose you. That you should go and bear fruit. Please note that Jesus attached your efficacy in prayer with your fruit bearing. That was why when I wanted to read that verse 7 and verse 8 together. But verse 16 also says the same thing. Jesus said, you did not choose me, I chose you. I appoint, so what is he saying? He said, you don't dictate to me what is right. I tell you what you are required to do. He said, I have appointed you that you should go now, this is why I am saying that this fruit bearing is not the fruit of peace, um, self, long suffering. You need all of that anyway to be able to achieve this. That's why I said, 
you should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain. So that means that it is not only important to bring somebody to God and say, you know, oh yeah, that one. No, you, you make sure that they are established in Christ. And he said, and that whatsoever you have, God will be granted unto you. I noticed a couple of things in the scriptures. I'm not saying this is wrong. The Bible encourages us to pray for whatever we need. But I was curious that I have not really seen the disciples pray for anything that they need. Because it appeared to me that the more they went after fruit bearing, he said, whatsoever you ask. Some people will say, the Bible says, whatsoever you ask, you shall receive. The, that is one of the challenges that we have. You don't read Bible in, we don't read Bible in context. Jesus said, don't worry. Keep bearing fruit. And ensure that that fruit remains. Then you will see if, you, if whatever you ask will not be given to you. Why? Because your hierarchy begins to move up. By leading people to Christ. By leading people to Christ. God will help us in Jesus' name. Now, see, Paul was talking to Timothy. This is another scripture that I believe that people... He said, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exalt with all long suffering. And teaching. Yes, yes. Verse 5 says, Be watchful in all things, endure affliction, do the work of an evangelist to fulfill your ministry. So that means that what he's saying is that if whatever ministry that you are doing, if it does not involve soul winning, that ministry does not make sense. If your ministry cannot you cannot trace your ministry to the point. I was sharing with Safi with the other day when you see Nathaniel Bassi. When he does his worship to a point, he stops it and what does he do? do? He leads people to Christ. That is fulfilling ministry. Even if it is prophetic, the Bible says that he said, this is what you do. He said, he said, he said you, um, is it self Corinthians? He said, he said, when an unbeliever comes, he said, you, you tell them the intent of their hearts to the point that they shake to their feet and they bow down before God and give their life to Christ. That is fruitful ministry. So, if what I do is only to empower a sinner to go back and go and continue in their sins, that ministry has not been When I say that, you know, that's why I love what God is doing, and God will continue to help us. You know, someone brought a name of a girl, I don't know, I can't remember now the story. You don't know the name, you don't know the, you have all sort of them, and then I said, Prophet, come and pray. What kind of prayer is that? No, if you do it, you are establishing that person in sin. 
You examine what that person is saying. And that ministry, see, you, people may say, ah, when that person is speaking, God is answering. It is, that ministry has no bank in heaven. You can get something here, but in heaven there is no, nothing. That's why the Bible says that, it says, be ready to fulfill your ministry. He now said, see, me, your God, I am, I am ready, I am, I am already poured out like, like a drink. And my time of departure is ready. I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. Now, what he's saying is that make sure your ministry, that's why I started up by saying, preach the word. Because, so that when you two can say, I have fought a good fight. When we say, I have fought a good fight. Where, 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 where is this? Where are the souls? Yeah, you might have brought people into church, but they saved. And that is what the kingdom is about. He said, no matter where you are, no matter what opportunities you have, the effective way of ministry is to ensure that souls are saved. So maybe you are doing worship. You may not be the person that would that would call people to Christ, but you are aligning yourself with what is happening. So that as that harvest comes in at the end of the service, everybody gets the reward. I'm going to show you two tales of wonderful people in Nigeria. One, this man. Have you had have you watched this video? He's homeless. And he stood at the bus stop and started preaching the gospel. And after he would put the point, people gave him money. He now said, someone to count the money. He said, go and give it to that beggar. He said, my father that I'm preaching the gospel, he will feed me. He said, he has been feeding me and he will feed me. Say what you need. I don't need your money. Your soul matters. So you may not be able to identify with this person who will stand in public and say, you know what? What matters is your soul. I will show you another side of Lagos. Yes, I can have Lagos side. Now this is following Shalakija. She's the richest black woman in the world. She's worth a billion dollars. This is her on the streets of Lagos recently. Telling people, give your life to Christ. If you, if you don't, you will go to hell. So, whatever part of the life you think you are in, and you think that your home does not involve leading people to Christ, God will say, okay, which one can I, this span of people, we spoke about because people can say, ah, you know, um, that man, that, that is what you do. See, when you are looking for God's favor, you preach the gospel. This is our private Twitter handle. So what I'm trying to say is that if you follow our Twitter well, you have all the shakes, all the who is who following our Twitter handle because this is money. But he said, 
He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. She said, evangelism, so winning, daughter of Zion, um, the, the following show, Alakija. I'm just saying to you, whatever path you are praying for God to belong in, I know we are not praying for you, bottom of but whatever thing that you think you want to achieve, whatever you are aiming for, that you think it, it, it means nothing. Oh, so it means something. People are the two spectrums of life. I say what matters is the soul of man. What has these two people discovered that you are yet to be? Is it the man that would say that has no place to hide, put his head? Or the woman that is the richest black woman in the world who will stand on the streets of Lagos? See, those that came for altar call, if you watch the video, those that came for altar call afterwards are not people that have money. And she stood, she was praying for each one of them. Someone, I think one of them had some issues. She stood and she was praying. You could see that. You see, if you see her, you think she's one woman from Orioke, whatever it is. May God grant us grace in Jesus' name. So Acts says to us, he says, now, see, the question is that, now this is, this is, um, the story of Philip. When God says, arise, go to, go along the road and go to, um, down to Jerusalem. And he said, there is an Enosh that you need to preach the gospel to. And the Bible says that, if you read on, please, verse 27, and the Bible says that, sorry, no, don't, don't worry. And, and the Bible says that, what, I, what I'm trying to point at is that the Bible says that Let's go on, please. The previous one, sorry. Said, and they, sorry, he said, this, this is the desert. So he arose and went. As soon as God, as soon as he had, you know, there is somebody that you need, you need to save their soul. And this man was a rich man and a man that had great authority. But there is something that he needs. At times, one of the challenges we have and why our gospel has gotten us in so much trouble is that because your prayer, our prayer list is the, is what the person that we need to save their soul has. So when all you are fasting for and praying for is what somebody has, then it will be difficult for you to say, you, you need Christ. Because you say, oh God, as I'm sitting on this here, Father, remember me. We can, we can, the gospel is, is a challenge to preach. And that was why when we were singing that song, I give it all. I, I love those songs. I love those songs, but the body of Christ is not in, the body of Christ is battling with itself. 
and again that don't worry but those songs are good but we need to understand where what you're saying if God will say okay I am taking everything I want you to go and preach there is a man pa C.S. or C.J. Elton is the founder of anything Pentecostal Christian in Nigeria. He left his country in America and God said, go to Asia. And he spent 50 or 60 years in Asia and his wife. He died, he's buried in Asia. His children are still in Asia. Why? He had, see, that's why I tell you, you be careful. Because, oh, I, I've been looking for somebody to say, give it on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come, let us go to Afghanistan. There's somebody there that is Christ. Ah, God. <laughs> it is, a, no, those, those worships are good. But what I'm saying is that let us sing it all with our hearts. And, you know, that is what I feel in when, when we had that song that, that says that I am doing everything to see you as my king. What you're saying is that, God, I am giving up everything just to declare you king. Just to declare you king. God grant us grace in Jesus' name. And that's what Revelations was saying. Revelations chapter 1 verse 6. The Bible says that, so do I have Revelations chapter 1 verse 6. He said, God has made us kings and priests unto his God and Father to give to, to him behold glory and dominion forever. So God has made each one of us kings and priests, not unto anything, unto God. So that means that if you are a king, you have a throne. Your throne is your place of influence. That's why Colossians said it. Colossians says that, Colossians says, for by him, where all things created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, where that thrones. So that means what he's saying that there is more than one throne. Because as you are made a king by God, you have your whole area of influence that he expects you to rule over. That's why he said, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or power, Principalities does not necessarily mean something evil. Principalities means an authority in an area. So you have demonic authorities and you also have godly authorities. He said, all things were created through him and for him. So where, when you say, I am a royal priesthood, I can imagine God saying, where is your throne? What is happening under your own jurisdiction? People are not knowing Jesus. 
You know people that are sitting at home doing nothing. And God is saying, no, that is your own throne. That is your own throne. Second Corinthians 5, 11 says, Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Knowing that God, what is coming ahead, the judgment of God, we are begging men. We are begging men. And the word Jesus gave is very clear. Matthew 28, he said, Go therefore into all the world. Make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. Lo, I am with you even to the end of the world. When you say that Jesus is with me, I think at times God is confused because you are not going anywhere. You are not going to preach. You are not sharing your gospel with anybody. So God, what I'm, you see, somebody was saying that some Christians do not need the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is your comforter. If you are never in a position to be comforted, why do you need it? The Holy Spirit is an helper. If you have never been in a position where you need help in your life, everything is already planned out. You know how to rescue yourself from A to B. Then, <laughs> Holy Spirit is just saying, you know, let him, he's the one, you know, he's my helper now, not the other one. May God grant us help in Jesus' name. The last scripture you know to share with us is Revelation chapter 11. He says, then the seventh angel sound, the seventh angel, the seventh angel sounded, and, and there were a loud voice in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord, for is Christ and he shall reign forever. The kingdoms of this world Every throne, they have shifted from one realm into another. The challenge of the virus happened. It is for a kingdom to move, shift from one realm into another. That was why when they brought these issues to Orimolade in his bay, as far as he was concerned, it was one kingdom moving into another. One thing I also see, I love about pa Elton before he died, gave a prophecy about Nigeria. When everything was good, there was nothing bad about Nigeria. He said, he said in 1986, he said Nigeria and Nigerians will become an epitome of corruption. 
He said they would, it would stink across the whole world. The nation would be known for corruption. As at that time, everybody was on it. He said, but it would later happen that the same nation that was known for its corruption will be known for righteousness. He said, but the church is the, is the point that moves from one kingdom into another. That man is not the prophet. When he's preaching, he's just, he's just talking. But people are now going back to read some of the things that he said. Truly today, <laughs> he said the smell will be so heavy that any part of the world would, would perceive when they see a Nigerian like this. So yes, they are coming. said, but a generation will arise that the country will be known that when they are saying the standard of righteousness will be pointing at Nigeria. I believe it because even when Nigeria was known for good things, he spoke it. But where does it matter now? He's establishing the kingdom of our God. Pushing away all that kingdoms that is not of Christ. And God needs every one of us. The Bible says, where the word of the king is, there is power. Kings rule by the authority. And God is saying, the kingdom of God is inside you. When you keep quiet, power is not released. We are standing at a time in history where I feel our forefathers stood to make a difference in their whole nation. Let us rise up. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.